puede. So I sat in the front seat. Like in the front room, in the front seat, uh, you 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 are inspired, you know, to buy your own car because you know you seeing the view and you say, hey, hey, hey. And then and then we saw traffic police officers ahead of us. You know that two people who hate traffic cops in Zim, white people and COVID drivers. White people they are very up to here with this COVID, with this traffic cop up to here. White people they measure anger like up to here. Black people we measure alcohol. You know our anger just ends here. Hello boys and girls and uh, welcome to the Awesome Losers. We give you our thoughts on sports, pop culture and current affairs happening all across the globe. My name is Lloyd Mabua and uh, thank you for joining me again today. On this week's episode, uh, we take a trip down memory lane man, and uh, pay tribute to the late great uh, Fortune Parutza, also known as uh, Wolfman and the tragedy that unfolded after his passing. And... Uh, the best vessels uh, head to head battle i've seen thus far with uh, two of my favorite mc's of all time snoop dog and uh, dmx uh, going at it i mean if you watched it from start to finish you definitely know exactly what i mean and uh, i'm going to give you my top 5 songs of the week on my playlist and uh, it's definitely going to be zip hip hop if uh, if it catches on and i get some feedback from you guys it might actually be a regular feature who knows man um i'm also going to be profiling two young zimbabwean sports personalities doing great things in motorsports and motocross overseas uh, axel jeffries and uh, tanya mozinda I'm uh, so excited about talking about these guys. I'm sure if you've been following me on uh, social media and uh, right here on the podcast, you know I'm a serious motorsport fan. So uh, since we do not have any Formula One this week, I'm going to shine some light on these wonderful individuals. But before we talk about all this and more, um, I'm sure you saw Kanye West trending. Um, I'm sure you saw Kanye West's uh, rally. Um, We're going to be talking about a more serious issue, which is mental health illness and how it affects us in our society, man. So catch us after the break uh, for some awesome banter right here on The Awesome Losers, man. This episode was brought to you by LittleSets.coza, an online bookstore for your little ones with quality products at great prices. Visit LittleSets.coza and get yourself an opening special, a 20% discount on all books. Just type in the unique code AL for awesome losers and get yourself the 20% discount. LittleSets.coza, you can only imagine. What's up, everybody? This is Ramona King. Welcome to Awesome Losers. Yo, yo, yo. It's Boy Play T. What time is it? Listen to Awesome Losers. You are listening to the Awesome Losers with Lloyd Mabu. Welcome back again to the Awesome Losers, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me again. Um, It's the third episode, and... um, yeah man the numbers are growing i'm extremely grateful for the support and uh feedback i appreciate it uh bigly (laughs) 
yeah i know if you know you know i mean bigly now i imagine if i did the hands <laughs> now on a more serious note um if you follow me on my facebook or instagram or twitter you probably have been seeing me posting some pictures i've been uh, trying to promote the awareness of uh, mental health illness i want to discuss about mental health illness today and um I was even trying to find someone who was suffering from this condition and uh, someone who came out on the other side. I really needed them to share with us their experiences um, so that we understand exactly what it is. Unfortunately, I didn't get a response and um, I even tried to get a psychologist to come onto the show, but the logistics were a bit hectic. So I decided to stretch out this mental health illness uh, topic into four segments that will uh, stretch out into four weeks. We'll be tackling each segment each week. And um, yeah, man, this week um, will be the first week that we talk about mental illness. So um, what is mental illness exactly? Well, with my research, I got to the conclusion that it is a... It's a group of illnesses that uh, have an effect on uh, a person's thoughts, uh, perceptions, uh, feelings and behaviors. Um, it affects one's um, working and personal relationships. This is a condition that affects a person's psychological and emotional well-being really. So um, some of the common issues like anxiety disorders, uh, bipolar disorders, OCD, PTSD, uh, depression, and um, eating disorders have had um, a big effect in our society, man. There are so many more other issues that are associated with mental illness, but um, we are simply going to be breaking them down and uh, try and understand exactly what we are dealing with. Maybe along the way, we are going to find someone who has had first ex- first-hand experience uh, in dealing with uh, the mental illness and uh, we might get a little bit of uh, first-hand clarity. Now, uh, Kanye West has been trending lately. Um, for those who watched his uh, rally for the presidential elections, uh, you might actually know what I'm talking about. Um, Kanye West is... Uh, is actually suffering from bipolar disorder so i chose this um the bipolar to be the first topic we talk about because it's something that is in our faces right now as we speak um it's something that we saw recently for those who watched the rally for those who have seen who have been seeing him tweet um i think i thought to myself well this is a great opportunity to shine the light on that uh aspect of mental illness if you remember correctly, in 2018, Kanye West uh, released an album, Yay, and uh, on its cover, it was written, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Kanye West, uh, only Kanye West can do that. Uh, what is bipolar disorder? It's uh, known as a manic depression involving the fluctuation of a person's mood. One time they're extremely low, and uh, from nowhere the mood is extremely high. I mean, like a person with bipolar may go from being uh, euphoric, um, that is like having some intense excitement, like real, when someone is really, really excited, and uh, then um, go to being very low and feeling very depressed. If you watch the rally that Kanye West did last week, um, I'm sure as I speak, you already identify the symptoms. He went on to um, 
attack his uh, wife and mother-in-law on Twitter. It was really sad watching that man because he was really going in on them. And um, that was another symptom, man, acting out during a manic um, episode. Um, and people really, I mean, society realizes these problems later when things have gone wrong. People right now are making fun of Kanye West on Twitter after he went on, 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 on that rant. And, um, you know, studies have shown that nearly 30% of people diagnosed with bipolar disorder will attempt suicide once in their life. And some are actually successful, you know. And with this uh, cyberbullying that people end up doing, which can also be a trigger to, uh, to, to these bipolar episodes, um, it is no surprise that you might find Kanye West being found dead one day um, due to his own hand killing himself. Now, it's not something that I would like to see because I'm a serious Kanye West fan. I, I would never want to see anyone dead, especially through suicide basically just because uh, people are cyber bullying them but those are some of the uh, some of the the, the things that uh, result in these um, these conditions that people have and don't really take seriously and we um, we feed into those uh, situations we see online we see on YouTube make fun of these people and eventually it all goes wrong and then we end up asking what happened but we were a part of that um, cycle that uh, pushed that person to commit suicide. But one thing that I realized um, while well, reading about mental health, um, I realized that some of the people that uh, are in our lives and some people actually suffer from mental health illness. And, well, it's mental illness, basically. Um, some people actually suffer from mental illness and don't realize that. And... Uh, to be quite honest with you, there are some um, some uh, uh, symptoms that I saw uh, while researching this that really scared me a lot because I saw some similarities in some of the things that I go through as well personally. And um, I'm yet to, to do a self-evaluation of myself. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to share with you some of uh, the symptoms of uh, bipolar disorder. Um, like a... People often experience one or more manic episodes, um, getting extremely, extremely hyper, um, lasting at least a week, depressive uh, uh, episodes and psychotic episodes. This is like losing touch with, with reality, even hearing or seeing or believing things that are not real. These episodes are serious enough to interfere with your day-to-day life. Eh? People actually end up not being able to to really function just because of um, these manic episodes. So um, when an individual goes through a a manic um, episode, um, they feel euphoric, man. Um, Some even experience insomnia, uh, failing to sleep, uh, reckless behavior such as uh, overspending, unprotected sex, aggression, irritability, and um, grandiose which is uh, basically unrealistic plans. Now, Kanye West is uh, calling his party the birthday party because uh, when they win, it's everybody's birthday. That's what he's saying. And um, he has this uh, plan that he's going to give everyone with a child a million dollars. Now, we all want to do that. I'm I'm sure everyone who has a uh, humanitarian 
a thought or or cell in their body would want to give anyone with a child a million dollars but to be quite honest with you i believe that is quite impossible especially with the economic um, situation happening in the world in our generation right now uh i know um, i know someone with grandiose actually i'm sure if you really think about it there are people you might know who actually have these symptoms but we brush them off as uh, well unimportant or not worthy of our time and uh, we rush to say ah we are not paying out you some terror you and this is actually a sickness and uh, these these people actually exhibit symptoms which which give you alarm bells man and these people are crying for help out there now those were symptoms of um, when an individual has a manic episode and usually the manic episode is when they're hyper now uh, i have also symptoms when they go when they get low like when they they have a spell of being low uh, is when they that's when they go through a depression the individual kind of withdraws from people and activities and becomes a loner and uh, that obviously inspire feelings of sadness and hopelessness uh, there's also lack of appetite you know you've heard people say i antenna appetite I, i don't feel like eating i just want to sleep you know some weight loss feeling anxious or guilty without any reason i i know a friend of mine who used to just call me from nowhere and uh, she would just be crying and you know I'll ask her what's wrong and she'll be like i don't know i just feel i just feel bad you know and researching this it just got me thinking like she was actually crying out for help she she was going through something that she didn't understand and some of these uh, symptoms uh, are like uh, difficulty concentrating suicidal thoughts now these symptoms i am sure they do not seem foreign to you as you're listening right there well they're not foreign to me because i know people who actually have told me friends of mine who have actually come to me and say um i feel suicidal bro and i need you to be around me i need to be around you i need to be around people so please um help me and um i had a sense of responsibility that this person felt um felt comfortable to come to me and tell me that because it's really hard to tell someone that you feel suicidal because you might actually end up um I might even go around telling people that hey Uzbani was feeling suicidal funguzbulala and you know uh, fortunately for him um I'm not that type of a person well I'm saying it here but I'm not uh saying uh, his name but uh I appreciate that he came to me because I, I I don't know what I would have done if he had actually went through with it, you know. Sometimes it's only a thought. It's not like the person wants to do it. It's just a thought that comes into into your mind, you know. You may be asking yourself what causes uh, bipolar disorder. Well, actually no one really knows, eh? People only know what contributes to a person having a bipolar disorder episode. Uh, a bipolar episode rather. Um there are some contributing factors that may include genetics, uh, brain chemical imbalances, uh, uh that may come from even ha- from having some head trauma, uh environmental factors, uh physical illness, um and uh stress, uh you know, even loss, loss of a family member. Apparently 80% of those cases um are contributed to them by uh, genetics. It might just 
run in the family basically family members of a person with bipolar disorder actually have an increased risk of developing it themselves so um yeah man if 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 someone in your family is bipolar you might actually develop it so uh, there are also other triggers that may influence the symptoms of uh, bipolar uh that's abuse uh it might be experiencing it uh like uh, being uh, being a victim or um watching someone being abused in the household like kids seeing their mother being abused that trauma could actually be a trigger in life and um basic stress man if you're having stress at work stress in the household uh, stress at school it might also be a trigger uh, to a bipolar episode now how is bipolar treated well there are mood stabilizing medications like antidepressants antipsychotic medication and um, as i said before you definitely need some psychological therapy now um Basically in our community we need to start educating people to understand and manage their conditions so that they can be uh, more self-sufficient. Hey? We need to establish some uh, community-based support groups uh, that help these people and uh, that provide rehabilitation when they get to relapse uh, on their conditions. Um basically we just need to support them. Now, basically having awareness on these issues is all we need because in Africa we view these uh, conditions as white man problems. But these white man problems are are destroying our lives and they're destroying our society. In Africa unfortunately the knowledge uh, of the medicine and control of these conditions is uh, mainly based on studies from USA and uh, Europe, but the conditions in Africa from being poor coming from wars and uh, gender based violence uh, abuse we have a serious breeding ground for having these problems uh, of mental health kim kardashian um tweeted yesterday in response to what people have been saying and uh, there's a part of uh, the tweet that really sat with me and um uh, it says um living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas. It's true. Kanye West has managed to achieve a lot of things with this disorder. Kanye West is a billionaire. Kanye West is regarded as a musical genius, one of the greatest producers of our time. Now, why am I saying this? I am saying this because with um with professional help, you can actually get through this um this illness through professional help through the support of your family unfortunately kanye doesn't like taking his medication because he says it stifles his creativity sometimes but um he's managed to get to where he is right now with that condition now this is a uh, something that i would like people suffering from bipolar to take note of you are not alone kanye west is an example of someone who's been successful while living with that condition it's not the end of the world you need to seek professional help if you are in zimbabwe if you feel like something is wrong with you if you feel like you want to talk to someone um call the toll free number 08012333333 i repeat 08012333333 and someone will assist you and uh if you are in south africa call the number 
Again, I repeat, 080-020-5026. Please call that number if you feel like you need to talk. Now, um, this has been a very heavy topic. And um, thank you for listening to those who are listening because I, I feel really personally connected to it because I know people who might be suffering from uh, mental illness. And I, I actually have seen some uh, symptoms while I was researching that may actually uh, have me suffering from mental illness as well. Still yet to self-evaluate, but it's a heavy topic nonetheless. Now, thank you again for listening. Uh, see you after the break. Um, we've got more to talk about. top five zimipop joints from my itunes playlist it changes and varies from time to time but to be quite honest with you it's biased to my preferences now on my number five i've got asaf uh, with his joint like so now this is a song that inspires love unity and togetherness and i have to admit i am a sucker for those kind of songs you know the course is very easy to learn it's simple and on my number four i've got gimde Kruger featuring ASAP and Tigons. Now this was a song that had barbarians. Kruger, ASAP and Tigons, what more can you ask for? That would definitely be on my playlist. Number three is Indigo Saint with the song Good Vibes. Now Indigo Saint has a very very dope album out right now, Portland 51 and um, Positive Vibes man on that Good Vibes. I love that song. Favorite song on the album. Well, one of them because I can't really choose the whole album is fire and number two is Payarapo by Neville Sigaoke uh, Changamiri himself with a new single out uh, it's got a nice video uh, go on YouTube uh, look for Neville Sigaoke Payarapo you'll see the video and uh, the song is uh, fire as well man Mbira is a pop inspired by the Zimbabwean authentic sound of Mbira the the song is is beautiful basically it's very very beautiful and it tells a story of the beginning of Biradze Hip Hop as you would like to call it. Now my number one uh, comes from the latest Pungwe Sessions album, uh, the song Prayer featuring Asa, Jeezy Rhymes and Silent. Um, that song I play every day when I wake up and I also play this song when I'm just relaxed man, especially now when we're in quarantine you've got a lot to think about and uh, it uh, always gets me to a good place. Now that was my uh, top 5 Zip Hip Hop joints from my iTunes playlist. Now, um, I remember in 2004, uh, 2005, I got the confidence to share my music with a friend. Um, his name was Tafadzo, and uh, I'd always been a writer, but um, uh, always kept it to myself. Well, I, I used to share it with my cousin, Titi, but uh, she was still in primary school, so <laughs> she, she actually had no choice in the matter. But uh, Tafazo was like, dude, uh, you need to work with uh, Wolfman. And I was like, uh, who, who, who is Wolfman? Only to realize this was um, Fortune Paruta. Now, most of uh, 
you might know Fortune Parutsa for his hit record that he released in the early 90s that was called Wangundeka. Now that was a song that uh, really hit home. Uh, even the video, man, when we used to watch it on the TV, it was out of this world. You could actually see that this guy uh, was way, way ahead of his time. Now, um, just to recap, man, this guy grew up in a in a musical family. He was in a group uh, called the Real Unique Natural Notion, um, together with another well-known artist, uh, Prince Tendai. They got their break in the late 80s uh, when they uh, did a tribute to the late president Robert Mugabe which was uh, written by some um, Caribbean guy uh, his name was John Rhythm Now I tried to find some stuff that uh, Mr Rhythm <laughs> had uh, written before that or after that uh, I really could not find anything I tried to even google his name I couldn't find him The only time I found him was when I was uh, doing some research on fortune and um he was linked to the group and um yeah so uh, eventually the song was um then used uh, for the Salem Gabe Child Survival Foundation this is when they gained uh, some prominence uh, with this song and uh, unfortunately in 1989 they um uh, They broke up and uh, he pursued a solo career calling himself Wheels of Fortune. He then released uh, the hit record Wangundeka which was undoubtedly a very very big song. Um uh once you take note that it's one of the first songs that uh, tackled um HIV awareness and um in the song if you remember quite well uh where he speaks about um the use of uh, condoms and back then it seemed like a uh, taboo to speak about uh, things like condoms and stuff so uh, he was a pioneer in that sense and um fortune was well respected in the music circles in Zimbabwe so he eventually went into production being responsible for a lot of hits that we heard on radio and um yeah he, he was a great man like but uh, many artists i i, I came across were always expressing their desire to work with them and uh, although his prices were unaffordable but uh, they were so 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 worth it if you wanted an assured hit fortune was the go to man this is evidenced by all the hits he produced like uh, in my dreams by innocent kutwe kota kumbakwenyu by alexio um no it was actually called um you know manya i think yeah you know manya Boy you got to know by Tia uh, come to party by major players uh major players was like one of the biggest uh, hip hop groups to come out of this country man i remember those guys were like into fashion they really looked good their songs were good their videos were good they were really um trend setters i i think around 2002 or 3 um they also worked closely with the uh, producers like Flash Gordon, Vanasani uh, Makalima, John Jay. And uh, the great thing about the songs he produced was that they all had such a, uh, a high standard and could easily compete internationally by by far. Like I I remember especially for for the Excel album. Um when I first heard Excel, I used to ask myself, are these guys Zimbabwe or are they from the United States? I really didn't believe it. 
I didn't believe that Excel was actually his bubble um, R&B gospel group. In 2008, uh, he released a song that was like a, 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 a very, very big hit. He was played um, overseas. I remember he was even being played in Australia. And uh, apparently there were some rumors that Akon wanted to sign him. And um, unfortunately, he then passed away in 2008 on the 25th of October. Now, here's where the story gets interesting. After his passing, um, his body spent nine months unclaimed in a London funeral parlor. Nine months, people. And I, I, I really didn't know about this. Uh, apparently, they just needed about 2.5 uh, to 3,000 pounds to get the body back here in Zimbabwe. The money was raised, uh, rumors say, and uh, it ended up being used for something else. Rumors. These are just rumors. Um, I cannot validate them. I cannot say the story is true. It's just the rumors that I read online. This uh, this broke my heart. Like as legendary as he was, um, he died broke. People couldn't even do a body viewing of his body when they eventually got it back to Zimbabwe because he had spent so much time in the morgue there in the UK. Now. Um, as I was researching about this story, I don't know if you guys still remember um, Calvin and Muzi who did um, another hit song from the 90s as well uh, called Tombo Faro. Uh, Muzi, uh, half of the duo, said that he took him in when uh, he found him really not looking very well after he divorced his wife and uh, took him in his house, uh, stayed with him. And uh, eventually took him to the hospital where he was found to have leukemia. Now, he stayed with him for like four months. And uh, when he was alright, they tried to find him a cancer house right there in the UK. But it was far from the from the, from the the hospital. So he had... So Muzi gave him um, an opportunity to come to his house and stay at his house the day before. Uh, the, the day he was supposed to go to the hospital to give him an opportunity to get to the hospital in time now apparently he did this once or twice and he stopped uh, taking his meds stopped going to the hospital and unfortunately passed on now what really pisses me off is that uh, when he died and Muzi actually thought that he had been buried he only found out later that uh, he was still in London in the morgue uh, he says when fortune passed on uh, some members of the family came to his house to pick up uh, Fortune Studio because um, he was keeping him for Fortune or maybe it was staying with Muzi. Um, that much I don't uh, don't really know exactly but he says they came to pick up the studio from his house. Now, you see they prioritized to pick up the studio while uh, Fortune was in, in the morgue. That was... Um, utter disrespect to his memory to his body to him basically as a, as a human being although he was dead that was there was some utter disrespect right there now some sources say the family said that it wasn't an issue of uh, money problems uh, probably there were some family issues going on um, but what I did realize uh, reading through all these stories was I never saw any comment from the wife I never saw anything that was mentioned about the wife uh, the wife was only mentioned uh, when 
when uh, Muzi was saying that he found him after they had divorced. So it's interesting that the wife um, was not mentioned in any of these stories. So um, yeah, man, it's quite sad. Um, Fortune Parata is one of my heroes, man. He is one man who revolutionized music in Zimbabwe. I would have wanted to work with him one day because this guy had he had the goods he had the production he had the voice i remember we used to we used to lie to each other and say that this guy at one point in time was working with michael jackson i don't know where we got that lie uh, we used to say that a lot in my hood <laughs> i don't know where we got that lie um but here uh, fortune parita is a legend who deserves his flowers even in death it's unfortunate that after he died um his body was not respected the way it was supposed to be respected. Imagine um, spending nine months in a morgue and no one is claiming you. It's, it's, it's like you don't have a family. I cannot judge the family because I do not know exactly what was going on. Uh, maybe it was financial, maybe it was family drama. We never know. But um, to be quite honest with you, it uh, left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Now, uh, now uh, who watched the... Um, head-to-head versus battle between DMX and Snoop Dogg. Now, that was by far the best one. Um, Snoop Dogg and Timberland really outdid themselves, yeah? Um, I have to say the energy was right. Like, even Swiss was saying it, uh, the energy was right. If you are a uh, hip-hop head, it was like a kid in a candy store. Like, having DMX and Snoop Dogg, two of the top dogs, in hip-hop uh, going head to head it didn't even feel like a battle just like a celebration of uh, hip-hop history basically um, one thing i didn't realize that was uh, i didn't realize how many hits snoop had like i i would have uh, well this is according to me i would have uh, pegged dmx to win this easily but man snoop had some hits um and uh fun fact uh, I didn't know, but uh, found out that Swiss is actually working on a DMX album. Imagine that. I didn't know. Um, man, I even loved the way they were feeding off each other. I mean, DMX was, was actually singing the Nate Dogg part uh, on the song Ain't No Fun. That was beautiful. That was so beautiful. These guys were dancing all over the place. Um, watching Snoop reminded me of my teenage years where... Um, People used to say I used to like dancing like Snoop. There was this dance I used to do with my friend uh, Tendai. I'm sure he's going to be listening right now. Um, we used to dance on uh, on his mom's veranda. And people would be like, yeah, we're going to talk about Snoop. But I used to like dancing like Michael Jackson as well. And uh, we used to, there's this dance where I used to put my hands at the back of my, at my back, uh, put them in front, uh, kind of, you know, <laughs> I can't really explain it. But, um, yeah, man, um, the energy was ill. The energy was ill at that battle. And um, it didn't look like they cared if anyone won. They were just having fun, to be honest. Um, basically, we won. We won because we got to watch two hip-hop legends uh, celebrate themselves. I mean, I was cracking up when uh, DMX was saying, shout-out to my baby mamas. And I mean all of them. <laughs> 
Yeah, we know DMX has got a lot of baby mamas. He's got a lot of baby mamas. There's another one that he mentioned that she was she was just like uh, she was a whole lot of work that he didn't even want to make. He didn't want to even want to talk about him. Now, uh, watching this man uh, when he played Who We Be, I was reminded of my boy Andrew. Um, we were talking about mental illness earlier. I was reminded of my boy Andrew. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, at one point in time, I don't know now, it's been a while since I've uh, talked to him back home, but at one point in time he had some problems with his uh, mental wellness and um, he was a really big fan of DMX and he loved that Hoey B song. So when uh, when uh, when they played, when he performed, well, when they played and performed the song Hoey B, I, 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 uh, I was thinking of my friend, man. Um, Basically, the battle has really confused my all-time top five. It has, because DMX was not in there. Um, I think he might sneak in there. I really think he might sneak in there. Between him and Snoop, I don't know. Both of them might sneak in my top five, but now I don't know what I'm going to remove from my top five. Um, when he got to get it on the floor, man, I wish I had some whiskey next to me and... Uh, he started joking about his belly, saying that uh, he used to take off uh, his shirt while performing that song. And you know, TMX is now big. If you see him now, it's now big. He's got a big belly. It's uh, now a big belly man. You know, you know, saying now nah, I ain't gonna take off my shirt. But um, man, yeah, I enjoyed watching the battle. Uh, that is uh, by far the best. Um, the best head-to-head verses that I've watched so far. Uh, at one point in time, they had 2.7 million people watching. That could be like a, a record, like a serious record. And um, yeah, man, um, I enjoyed myself watching that battle. I enjoyed it. Um, I, 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 it's safe to say that I smiled from start to finish. There was so much energy from start to finish, beautiful energy from start to finish. And... Um, I think I'd like to see more battles like that. I'd like to see more battles. Um, who 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 can we have in Zimbabwe? Who can have a battle, a head-to-head battle? Do we have any people that uh, are capable of holding down a head-to-head battle and we don't go to sleep? I don't know. Maybe Sniper Storm and Winky D. Um, but um, if only Dewa was alive. A head-to-head battle with Tongai Moyo and uh, and uh, and Macheso would have been something else. Now those guys, now those guys have hits for days. I know some of you might be saying, "Yeah, we don't listen to Sungura." I listen to Sungura. Now those guys have a whole lot of hits, and a head-to-head battle between Tongai Moyo and um, and uh, Alec Macheso would have been epic like seriously epic or a head-to-head battle between Oliver Mtukudzi and uh, Thomas Mafumo. Now, that could be controversial because uh, Thomas Mafumo went on a hiatus for some time, but he does have he does have some hits from way back when. Um, who else could have a battle like this? Uh, can we do it in hip-hop? I don't know. Well, I don't think so. That's just me. That's just my opinion. I don't think we have enough content. I don't think we have enough heavyweights to actually have a head-to-head versus battle that will that will have us on our on our feet, man. That will actually enjoy. We need to 
we need a few more years i guess we need a few more years um i guess maybe if uh, kingpin had not died and uh, was still rapping until now i guess if mao mao uh, had consistently been taking out music um i guess we could actually be having uh, a battle a hip-hop battle or maybe we can have a hip-hop uh, battle between xq and uh, and stana those are the most consistent guys in zim hip-hop who've actually been doing music but um it's debatable that uh xq is doing hip-hop anymore so i don't know that's just my opinion um now since we're celebrating um let's talk about uh, motorsport man uh 15 year old uh, tanya muzinda is involved in professional motocross racer recently got some uh, sponsorship deal from uh, an american marketing company the us based uh, tanya is being uh, mentored by former three time world uh, women's champion uh, steffi bau from italy um not quite sure if i pronounced the last name properly <laughs> yeah and uh, the yen euro marketing uh, inc uh, based in uh, florida presented her with a state of the art uh, motocross bike for the 2021 season in the US of A. Um first time I ever heard of uh, Tanya was when she participated at the Thor Winter Olympics Championships in uh, Florida in 2018. Didn't quite have a podium finish uh, but she impressed earning herself an, an invitation to last year's event but unfortunately she got ill and uh, couldn't participate. In uh, 2017 she was uh, in England uh, competed there and uh, she came third leaving a record of being the first female to win a round since the start of the competition. Now that's a little girl doing big things making us proud out there in the world. Um, I'm super excited to see her competing. I, I will definitely be watching out for her and uh, rooting for her as well. Now That's an example to all girls out there if uh, you want to do something uh, put your mind your heart and uh, hard work to it and uh, the results will be positive CNN had a report that got me excited um, it said 15 year old biker took on a men's sport of world motocross and left them in the dust that's really inspiring now uh, if you want to follow her in her journey and uh, support her um I know I will be supporting her. If you want to follow her journey, uh, go to her Instagram. It's at Tanya Muzinda. And uh, let's show a little girl support, man. She needs it. Uh, she deserves it. And um, let's, um, let's all show her some love, man. It's um, our girl. It's our little girl. Someone else we need to show some love and support this year is uh, Mr. Axel Jeffries. Um, some of you might know him from uh, GP2. For the Firestone uh, Indy Light series, um, he's a Zimbabwean race driver who used to drive for Brian Herder Motorsport um, in the Indy Lights series between uh, 2013 and 2015. Um, I haven't really heard anything from him in a while. Um, I've always thought he could break into Formula One, but um, didn't quite pan out. Eh? I once saw him on uh, BBC uh, talking about motorsport in Africa or the lack thereof. He was uh, sharing uh, some information on how one can actually be a race driver. But anyway, um, Axel has recently joined Mad Panda Motorsport uh, for the upcoming GT World Challenge in Europe. 
He's going to be partnering uh, the team principal, Ezekiel Compact, in the Sprint Cup. Uh, he's actually a proven driver, hey? He actually is a uh, three-time Lamborghini Super Trofeo Middle East champion. Um, how many people can actually say they're a three-time champion out there? Now, the first race uh, is in Italy. It's going to be on the 8th of August to the 9th. And uh, it's actually going to be a uh, triple header. Uh, don't know exactly how they're going to pull that off in two days. Uh, it's going to be some hectic racing there. Uh, these races are pretty fast-paced and uh, the level of competition is super high. Hey? So that shows you the level of skill that Axel has. And um, they actually have a good team that sends a chance to win uh, the championship. I'm going to be rooting for Mad Panda. They definitely got a new fan in me. <laughs> and um, I definitely will be tuned in on the 8th of August checking out how our boy is doing. And um, uh, I ask everyone to do the same. Uh, let's support our own and um, it could actually go a long way. I saw the car that he's going to be driving and yo, it's a beast and a half, people. It's um, the Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo. Uh, they're going to be using the number 90. I could... Uh, I could really drive that one. <laughs> but first, I gotta make a belly. Yeah. Now, um, thank you guys for uh, joining me again this week. It was um, it was fun as always. Um, I still have no co-host yet, uh, but uh, we almost there. Very soon, I'm gonna be introducing y'all to to my co-host. But first, I uh, I need to find one. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna end the show with a beautiful song, man. Uh, the last song that I heard from the Wolf Man, uh, rest in peace, King. Um, your spirit and your music lives on, man. Um, so catch me on Instagram um, at Lloyd Mabua on uh, on Facebook Lloyd Mabua, and uh, every week uh, we upload an episode on uh, Spotify, Overcast FM breaker.audio uh, radio republic and um, yeah man thank you so much for joining us right here on the awesome losers for some awesome banter and um, I leave you with the song from Fortune Baruta Dream Girl see you next week people